pluromancy. It's a sorting, decision-making, can lot, and the outcome is determined by means that would normally be considered random. Some forms of cleromancy can be tossing a dice. And in ancient times, they believed that by using cleromancy, you could reveal the will of God or other supernatural entities. And you did this to make decisions. And many different societies used cleromancy. Ancient China, they used cleromancy. I Ching, divination, the oracle bone, which the Shang dynasty employed. In Japan, they called it omikuju, which is a form of drawing lots. You could see it in the Christian, Judeo-Christian civilization. In the book of Jonah, they cast lots to determine who caused the storm. In African traditions, the Yorba-inspired people used what was called a babalus, and that variations of a common type of cleromancy, they did divination, and they did it by pounding skin. And then they transferred oil kernels to their hands to create a pattern. And that pattern would help them determine what decision that they could make. Now, there was a lot of math involved in this Yorba decision-making, Yoruba decision-making. In fact, it came up for 256 different combinations. And each one of these references was a set of a tonal poem that contained a structure and that included issues, problems, and adversities, and also prescriptions for people to move forward. You could almost consider this an early version of artificial intelligence or a computer algorithm. I mean, really, what is the difference between casting a lot or running different scenarios through a computer? But here is what we're going to get at. Decision-making. How do we make decisions? The Protestant Revolution, Reformation, started by Martin Luther in 1517. And if you go on many different lists, you will find the Protestant Re Reformation as one of the greatest events in world history. Now, we all know that Luther posted his 95 theses on the doors of the church at Wittenberg. Now, this wasn't accepted as a great moment in time when it happened. In fact, what happened? Luther was rejected by the Pope in 1520, and then the Pope excommunicated Luther in 1521. Excommunicated means he kicked Luther out of the church. Now, Luther didn't calmly go away. He didn't acquiesce to the Pope's orders. He didn't apologize to the Pope. In fact, what Luther did is that he burned the letter that contained his condemnation. Now, before that, Luther was a devout Roman Catholic, and he respected the Pope. But he felt so strongly about what he writ, wrote in the 95 Theses that he set aside that belief system. And in fact, in 1545, Luther wrote one of his final works before he died. It was called against the papacy at Rome, founded by the devil. 
And in that writing, Luther called the Pope a child of the devil who wants to destroy the church. Now, leadership is about making decisions. Decisions that will bring your ideas to life. Not everyone is going to brace, embrace your decisions. So what will you do? Well, today we're going to do some clearomancy in our own lives. We're going to talk about bringing the noise. Change comes from people making noise, and we see it time and time again throughout history. People bring the noise. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. My name is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I'm a husband, father, storyteller. I try to be compassionate. I'm a servant leader, and I am a change maker, a culture bender, and a curious contrarian who may sound cantankerous at times, but I'm really compassionate. I hope to inspire you. I hope to heal you, and I hope my words challenge you to find the best that is in you, and then you will go out and make the change that you were born to do. This season, I'm going to feature the music of Public Enemy. And I heard Public Enemy first when I was in high school. And I was drawn to their music for a lot of reasons. Public Enemy was controversial. And that is what I'm going to jump into today. Change causes controversy. Sometimes you cause it intentionally. Sometimes you cause it unintentionally. But my question for you today is this. What noise do you need to make? And how can you bring the noise in your life? Bring the noise. Bring the noise is a song Public Enemy wrote and put on the soundtrack where it first appeared in the 1987 film Less Than Zero. Then it was released as a single later on in that year. And it was the first song on the group's 1988 album, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back. And the song begins with the words from a speech. And you hear it said over again, too black, too strong, too black, too strong. And then the beat comes in. And then you hear Flavor Flay begin to talk. Now, the words too black, too strong come from Message to the Grassroots. It was a public speech and it was delivered by Malcolm X. And the speech was delivered on November 10th, 1963 at the Northern Negro Grassroots Leadership Conference which was held at King Solomon Baptist Church in Detroit, Michigan. And in that speech, Malcolm was describing the difference between the Black Revolution and the Negro Revolution. And these words came out to me in this song. This is Chuck D saying, Never badder than bad because the brother is madder than mad at the fact that's corrupt as a senator. Soul on a roll, but you treat it like soap on a rope. Because the beats and the lines are so dope. Listen for lessons I'm saying inside. Music that the critics are blasting me for. They'll never care for the brothers and sisters. Mal, because the country has us up for war. We got to demonstrate. Come on now. They're going to have to wait till we get it right. Radio stations, I question their blackness. They call themselves black. But we'll see if they'll play this. Turn it up. Bring the noise. Turn it up bring the noise. What Chuck's referencing to is that there were a lot of people who were giving him negative feedback on his music. And he was saying to them, I'm trying to bring a message to you. And the message that I'm trying to bring to you, you are going to have to listen deeply to hear that message. 
And if you are set to criticize me, then I'm going to have to point that out. But I'm going to still play my music, make my music. So that is a point that we find ourselves in. What do you do? What do you do when you're criticized? What do you do when people oppose you? We can draw back and look back in history and we can see people who were opposed and in fact were denied opportunity. But these individuals did not see opposition as marching orders. They saw their opportunity and they marched in the direction of the opportunity that their talents and gifts afforded them. Point I want to make is our talents and gifts are given to us by the creator of the universe. And if you don't believe in the creator of the universe, then you can look at your predictive DNA. That's where your talents and gifts have been given to you from. They haven't been given to you by the opinions of other people. Henry Highland Garnett was born a slave. Newmark in Maryland in 1815. He escaped 1824 and made his way to New York where he studied at a theological institute and then he became a minister. Now, breaking out of slavery where there were people who really didn't even believe that slaves could read and they also believed that if you taught a slave to read Anyone who did that would be imprisoned or could possibly be killed. So Garnett had to leave. And then later on, he joined the Anti-Slavery Society and became one of the organization's leading lecturers. Now in 1843, he was disowned by the society because he called upon slaves to murder their masters. But then he served as a pastor in Jamaica from 1853 to 1856 but he returned to the United States during the Civil War. And he demanded that Abraham Lincoln permit the enlistment of African-American soldiers. Then in 1864, Garnett was appointed the pastor of the 15th Street Presbyterian Church in Washington. And during this period, he became the first African-American to deliver a sermon before the House of Representatives. And he worked for the Freedmen's Bureau, where he was involved in developing programs to help former slaves. 1881, he was appointed minister to Liberia, but he died two months later, on February 13, 1882. So here you have an individual born into a situation of slavery, where people pretty much cast you off, didn't want to give you the opportunity to read or to write. They wanted you to work. They wanted you to do what they wanted to do. But the universe has a destiny for you. There's gifts that are put inside of you. And when you pursue them, when you follow them, you will end up leaving a mark on history. Maya Angelou said, You are only free when you realize you belong no place. You belong every place. No place at all. Look at life like this. It's a path. On the left, you may have your supporters. On the right, you may have people who don't support you. And they may even oppose you. 
but in front of you is where you need to look. And you want to walk forward in the direction of your hopes and your dreams and your goals. And there's going to be a time when you need to stand in who you are. The opinions of other people are not marching orders for the decisions that you need to make in regards to your destiny. Be who the creator made you to be. And I'm going to repeat this from earlier. Be who the creator made you to be. And if you don't believe in a creator, believe in predictive DNA analysis. But in the end, we all have been wired to make a positive contribution to our world, one that will lift up others, alleviate suffering, and make a better society for our families and our communities. We all have noise. Bring it. Bring it. Bring the noise. And where is that noise? That noise is your inner voices. Now, it's, it, it needs to be a positive inner voice. Decide. Then come up with your own form of clemency, cleomancy, that will allow you to make the decision to bring that noise. You know, there's going to be supporters. There's going to be a doubter. There's going to be opposition. But go in the direction of your destiny. Do these things for me. Number one, write down the noise that you want to bring. Number two, define it. Number three, write the steps down. Then day by day, drip by drip, decide to bring it. You know what your noise is. You don't need some like body like me to define it for you. You just need to bring it. This is Stephen Thompson, and thank you so much for joining me on my experience. Let it be known that even if you agree with me or even if you disagree with me, I believe in you. I believe that you have been endowed with gifts, talents, and abilities by the creator of the universe to bring a positive change to this world, and I want to see you get there. I believe the society is a better place if all of us are contributing our best work and efforts each and every day. There will be times when things will happen that don't make us feel good. There will be t hard times. There will be tough times. There will be pain. But when that pain comes, we walk through it. And we walk through it together. And we walk in the direction of our best selves. And if we do that, at the end of the day, we can say, we did what we were meant to do. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Stephen Thompson, and this has been my experience.